Welcome to Bureau Conversations, the podcast where I go behind the scenes and chat to amazing individuals in various industries and find out what it takes to be at the top of their field. On today's episode, we have J.R. Echo, an award-winning visual artist, creative director, and photographer. He has worked on a variety of projects, including Ashlux, Uncle Waffles for a WEP, Galaxy Boy, Stimmerall, Focalistic, Happyville, Deben Gogo, Gamompella. He also creative directed the Amagens cover. He was also voted photographer of the year in 2022. Congratulations on winning photographer of the year. Thank you so much, fella. Yeah, how how does that feel and what does it actually mean to you personally as JR to win a photographer of the year in South Africa? Uh, it's a very big achievement for me, I'll lie to you. Um, I think knowing very well what I had put into the year was just a nice way to wrap it up and say, oh, damn, that's exactly what it was for. Like, this is exactly what it is, you know? I just needed some type of validation and affirmation for myself and for everybody else just to pick up that, like, yes, 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 me, it's like a dog. <laughs> you know? So that's what I really needed. That yeah. Point. Yeah. I'd like to, so tell me about your creative process. I mean, you didn't win Photographer of the Year for no reason, right? Can you tell me about your creative process? You currently do photography that not every I would say not everybody is actually familiar with. Um, so what is your creative process when approaching any project? Um, my creative process differs. I think for me, communication is a very big part of it. Just sitting around the client and expressing what I would like to get from the project and listening to what they would like to get from me from the project. That kind of really inspires and leads me to how I get to what I need to get to. So if you come in and say to me, hey, I'm looking for something spiritual, I might find myself on a spiritual journey of some sort or try to understand like some research in terms of that spirituality as to how do I get to a point of understanding that artist and then expressing that do my art for them. For sure. Yeah. So would you then, what is your source of inspiration for projects like that? I mean, you, you take the feedback from a client, and then you, you know, you mesh it with your own stuff. So like, what is actually the, the inspiration behind every, every other project that you do? Um, I think the story of what we're actually trying to get to, you know, in my head when I'm speaking, comes as like the one thing that I've shared there with people, right? So it's like, if someone comes to you and saying they're really trying to tell the story of their spiritual journey, that becomes the inspiration. Like, so I understand the Uwam, I mainly understand it of our parents, Nepantra, and all that kind of stuff for me to be able to then present that to Kabza in a way that we can speak the same language and he understands what the image should look like just based off of the inspiration that I've gotten from research and understanding and listening to the music. For sure. Yeah. So is that part of your creative process to ask clients to be like, look, I'll need as much information as possible so that I can be able to put an idea together and make it happen? That, it's definitely that being the first one. The second one that I'm learning now, and I think that's very unorthodox now, just to find a way to like, either go hang with that person for a day, you know, so for instance, like you find me hanging with Gamu for a day and she'd speak and tell me what she's into and what, how she's trying to see the song, Okay. you know? So that's the new one that I'm learning. So I did that with Pavi. So Pavi had like come through to bowling and I was able to pick off of her energy what type of person that she is. Sure. I've done the same with Gamu. So it's new because they are not and I think not a lot of people would be into it because sometimes you don't have that time 
to get really get into a creative process with that person and you're really given maybe that day on set to come up with something but prior to that there's a lot of planning there's a lot of discussion a lot of phone calls sure so now you mentioned like i mean well, we sort of just touched on it a little bit that he used to do i guess the normal photography like where you know whether it's events whether it's lifestyle photography yeah and you sort of shifted to a different type of photography um what attributed to the shift and growth in you from moving from just photographing events to actually working some of the biggest talents and, and stars in, in around the continent frustration sure yeah i really get frustrated so like i think once you start working the club and you start working the events you really get to a point of like really being my day and like for me i always knew like creatively like i had a lot to offer and i couldn't really express that in the club because now you're trying to show somebody like a 360 shot in the club and essentially that's trying to sell a lifestyle sure so the technical stuff and the lifestyle stuff weren't meeting or like the creative stuff and the lifestyle stuff is not meeting and then you just kind of feel very frustrated so then fortunately for me COVID then hit yeah and I was like ah let's go again now we can reset and then that's where we started everything again sure I remember you and I had a conversation in stage two um, of lockdown and we had a similar discussion where you know you were actually shifting you said that lockdown helped you shift and focus more on exactly what you wanted to do so what are your favorite themes right now that you are focusing on so much um yeah it's quite a lot i think right now what i'm really really getting into is afrofusion or often afrofuturistic themes you know yeah like i'm trying to find a way where as much as i'm inspired by like european and like american artists for it to still speak to a south african audience or to still speak to an african audience sure right and that in itself is a theme just africa sure like for my for my 2023 that's that's where i'm at sure I'm really just trying to take my stuff to africa understand africa and package it for the rest of the world sure so you involve a lot of like cgi and digitech is that part of of the package that you come with in in, in your work when i book gjr not really okay uh, it's not really it's it's also still based off of what you really trying to get at sure so if we kind of speaking about a conversation or speaking about a, a photo and in my head it's not ringing oh that's the perfect location or that's the perfect comment then the next alternative is we need to create this thing digitally you know so it's just based off of when you come into me do you have an idea of where you're trying to shoot do you have an idea of what you're trying to shoot and if that idea seems so far first and you can't reach it then we try to create it Sure. And so tell me what motivated you to start using like a bit of CGI and Digitech in your work? Because, you know, for anybody else that actually hasn't seen your work, if they just need to go on your Instagram and some of your Twitter, you'll see that your work is really futuristic. It's always, it looks, everything looks like a project. So um, what motivated for you to shift to that type of work? Um, I think I just found a gap. I just found a gap in terms of, I've, I consume a lot of like European stuff, a lot of American stuff. And when the NFT era was coming up, I just became like so curious about that. Like, oh, cool. How are these, how are these images being created? And, and there's Blender and there's this. Oh, damn, that's crazy. I want to be involved in that. So just, I think also the fear of how the NFT space was being created at the time. That like, it was made to seem like if you don't tap into it now, that it's done for you, photography is done. You yeah. Know? You need to move on to the next thing and that's NFT. But I still love photography and I was like, 
how do I then merge this NFT thing that is bundling under and the photography, I guess, and that's where the CGI thing came into play. Okay, so explain to anybody, I mean, this sounds lame in terms, but explain anybody what Digitech is. From what I've seen from your, you know, some of your images, from what I take is I've seen in a car upside down, sort of going into a road, and so, and I've seen Bobby Cooper sitting on top of a house, she's being enlarged. What does it involve for you? Do you, know, do you take a photo and then send it to somebody else, or is it something that you also just focus on yourself? So... There's a guy that I work with on that, his name is uh, Nate Sidawa. Okay. So he's part of a group called We Are Seven. So how that process works is that we'll first come up with the concept, so get the concepts, get the references, and then send it through to him. Then for him to quote me and say, okay, cool, this is going to need you to shoot it like this. This is how much I'm going to charge you. Uh, you're going to need to shoot it at this location, or you're going to need to shoot it in the studio. Then I head back to clients and say, okay, cool. Here's the process. This is what's going to take. Here's the CGI thing. Because also even that in itself is having to educate the client. That's something that we still have to educate the client on, you know? And then you take the photo in the studio. So when you see the image, it's probably as bland as a bland image could look. But you already have maybe the lighting that's going to suit the environment. You already have the environment in mind when you're shooting it. Sure. So you know that, oh, here, maybe I need to have a ring light that's yellow to represent the sun coming behind the, the, the subject. Sure. You know? So you just play with that, like, a lot of technical stuff and then it's a whole back and forth. Like, that thing could take three, four days of just back and forth. This doesn't work. This works. This works. So it gets, like, really tedious, like, to get to the final image. Look, man, from what you're explaining to me, it sounds like you've got you've grown quite a lot in your industry, From especially from the last time we've had a conversation, everything was different. How do you approach the balance of your personal creativity and just the commercial considerations like when working on a project? So client, you know, you want this creativity and there's a commercial aspect to it that's like, how do you put those two together? Like, how do you... It's funny, it's funny you say that, right? Um, I was on set yesterday. And I was really fighting that, right? Um, really fighting that because with the commercial space, there's a lot of standardized ways of working. And I come in, I'm very like out the box stuff. And you just realize that like, at some point you kind of need to dumb it down, you know, especially because it's still new to people. Yeah. So you cannot want to like forcefully feed it to people. You still have to kind of have a, a cool pace about it, like a small portion for people to understand. And I guess I can express that a lot more in my personal work than the commercial work. But I'm just trying to find, I'm still finding the balance. I haven't found the balance yet. Uh, I think I'm going to find it this year, you know, but it is a difficult one because my mind always wants to go to the most extreme creative thing and commercial stuff is more very simple. Let's get the audience to understand what we're selling here, you know. So that is difficult. I'm struggling with that balance. I won't lie to you. For sure. I think that's... But with that, sorry to cut you there, but with that, I think what has really helped me is the respect that we have built when we're doing projects for other people. It's like, okay, cool. That might be so far-fetched, but maybe let's give him a little bit of ounce to try, a little bit of room to try sure. what he wants to try. Sure. Yeah, so it's difficult. So, I mean, look, that sounds like a difficult thing to do. And you're right, advertising does have its own standard of doing things. How have you taken then, you know, you mentioned now it's difficult with clients and you touched on a little bit. 
how have you guys tried to convince clients that look what we're doing really really does work? I mean there's so many measures we're doing whether it's through social media education what are the, some of the ways and that you guys are trying to educate clients to understand that you know this is the type of photography that we're going with sorry so I mean what obviously we still have the portfolio that really helps us right yeah but also what we've really learned is to give clients both options so we shoot for both options now it's like okay cool let's shoot the basic pr that you want sure but here's the option of what it could look like in cgi sure or here's the option of what it could look like superimposed you know so right now that's why we, we have to kind of do tries to work just to get to a point where next time when we're saying to you oh cgi would work better here we have two options of oh, this works, or oh, this doesn't work, or oh, this works better than that, next time maybe let me prefer that. So that's where we're currently at. You know, like everything sure. that we do is submitted twice. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, there's lots of cost implications and time implications on that. How do you handle collaboration? You've collaborated with a lot of artists and creatives just in generally. How do you approach collaboration? Is it, you know, you want to work with somebody that you feel they work can be contributed to this project do you go through a selective process how does somebody get to you know work or be part of a project with you uh in terms of collaboration for me the one big thing is still value exchange sure like i get a lot of dms when people trying to work with me you know and it's like when i open your page and like try to understand what you do not that your work is terrible or like your work is great but it's at a point where the value exchange of it doesn't make sense. Sure. Right? I cannot want to bring on another photographer into the team. I'm already a photographer. Yeah. Right. I cannot want to bring on the lighting guy when I already have value in that. So the collaboration comes in, me coming and realizing, oh damn, maybe I need a guy that can do CGI videos. You know? Then I go check for someone that does that. So it's really the value exchange of it is really important. Dope, man. I think you, you've done so amazing. You and I had a conversation again two years ago in the middle of lockdown and it wasn't in person like this. Um, you've done so many projects, you've worked on so many artists and recently you won Photographer of the Year. So I want to just touch a little bit on that. I mean, you know, this was with the um, South African or African Social Entertainment Awards. Yeah. Um, can you just talk to us about that process of actually going through the, the, the photography um, selection and you talked about what it means to you but can you just give us the behind the scenes of really what happened and it looked like it was a special moment for you um initially i just got an email for the nomination and i didn't make i didn't think it was a big deal right and in hindsight now maybe it wasn't a big deal maybe it was me knowing exactly how i would have maneuvered that you know but the award in itself was was up for grabs obviously you had people that were nominated for it but it's just for people to find like, so many people like so many votes came in yeah. for people to validate that and say hey actually we believe that you are the photographer of the year even if it's not based off of whatever the the award show is or whatever but in, in, my, in our mindset you're really giving us uh work worthy of us calling you the photographer of the year yeah you know? so that's what i took from that i took like Oh damn, people really, really support what I'm doing and they really, really accepting the style of work now. Yeah. You know? So I think that was it. I don't think it was really a big award like that, but it was just seeing how much love people were showing towards me for that. For sure. Because you know? we don't get to we don't get to perform. We don't get to like go on stage and see millions of crowds. You don't get to see people like 
feel your, your photo, you don't see the expressions when they're liking on Instagram or whatever. For sure. So that for me was that little bit of like indication of this is actually what it's like and this is how we receive your work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's amazing, man. I always like, you know, even YouTube views, I always like, if you had to put like, if you get 200 views on YouTube, if you had to put 200 people in front of you, it becomes a whole different story, right? A lot of people. So I think, you know, so some, so sometimes the internet can deceive us and your award was definitely very much valid. You definitely are the photographer of the year and those people voting for you didn't just vote for it. So yeah, congratulations once again, bro. It does mean a lot and I think, you know, I've I haven't seen a lot of photography awards or photographers getting involved in such things because it is important for your portfolio. And this leads me to my next question. We know that a lot of abroad work sort of requires such things where you're looking at award at what awards has this person won? Are you looking at going abroad or taking your ideas abroad anytime soon? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think towards the end of last year, you would have picked up, I think I, yeah, I done, uh, there's something new artists I've done the album cover mm. as I think South Africans never understood how big that was sure. right? but like it's that that's gonna happen if you want to progress into the world you're gonna realize like there's such a bigger space that you could be occupying instead of just this one big market or in this South African market so for me something that I want like Africa is my first step sure. you know I really would like to work with those people even my list of people I want to work with goes as far as a Davido, as far as a whiz kid. For sure. That's really my next step, you know? It sounds, it sounds so far-fetched, but like, it's very possible. So definitely Africa, for me, that's it. Like this year, it's really just engaging Africa every way that I can. For sure. I mean, you've done a lot of work. So who's the artist that you actually worked with uh, from Tanzania? Uh, Juma Jukes. Oh, Juma Jukes. Yeah. I mean, amazing. Well done for that, bro. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, your work definitely deserves to be going overseas. Um, you've been putting a lot of work. And I and I really remember this from our last conversation. You know, the, the shift has been really huge. What has it been like for you, um, you know, looking at the where, you two years ago and looking at yourself now uh, and the growth what does it feel like incredible incredible um yeah it's been a crazy i mean it's also a mixture of both good and bad you know because in the like we've done a lot of great things but every time that you do something you realize oh i might have been missing this for two years like i recently realized i've been missing out on usage like and it makes that past two years seem like oh man like we've done so many big things that I could have gotten usage for like a whole bit, like maybe three billboards in Times Square last year and we get usage from them, you know, and it's not even based off of the clients, I wasn't exposed to it, sure. you know, so it's a loss that I'm going to have to take for the past two years, but then it comes the, the W's as well, sure. like you actually at Times Square, yeah. you know, so it's, it's been a lot of growth, but a lot of ups and downs that we're taking into the next year, like very proud and saying, okay, at least we learned something. Yeah. Yeah, like walking away from there saying, oh, I learned something. That's amazing, bro. And you're always taking something away. Yeah. And now, you know, you talked about, the, you know, the L's that you took and the doubles are going to come double because now it's like, you've seen this person in Times Square, so their yeah. work is good enough to be on Times Square. And therefore now when you start saying, hey, let's go, let's charge, then, you know, it'd definitely be worth I'm, it. I'm scared for the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm scared for the conversation because I'm realizing that, like, we haven't really been getting into it. And I remember you were going, going at it at some point, uh, 
and Jordan like maybe a year, two years ago. Yeah. Right. But that was very easy for me to swipe and, and not think that's for me. Yeah. You know. So now that I'm at like certain levels of things, that conversation is coming up again, and I'm like, ah oh, man, these people told me. Now I'm like usage copyrights, and it's like it's a very difficult conversation because now I have to go educate. The people I've been working with, that hey, bro, there's this thing and this yeah. words. Yeah. It's the cost, of, you know? So that's scary. I think it is a difficult conversation that you say that, you know, and the fact that you're allowing to feel yourself to be scared. I think I think you should be scared to some degree because yeah. it does change a little bit. I'll tell you when I changed my pricing a little bit when I started doing even stock photography and started saying things like that is I, for a year I didn't really get booked for the work that I wanted to book. But it again, it comes with the W's, right? That, yeah. you know, later on, once the clients had grabbed on to what you're doing, they grab on, it's literally sky high, bro. This this gets me even further because I cannot afford a year of not being booked. <laughs> like, that's scary. Hey, look, I mean, I, th- I think I, personally, I think you can because I'll tell I'll tell you why, right? Because. Yeah. When you started out in your journey, even last year, you were probably pushing a personal project. Yeah. And you did a personal project with Candace Modicelle. Yes, yes. Can you actually take me through that process? Because you guys referenced Beyonce images. Yeah. I mean, that was not even a passion project. It's a paid project. Okay. That was a paid project, but it was another gap that I, I noticed, right? With American photographers, they take holidays very seriously. Yeah. So they start structuring like holidays. Like they're already on the Valentine stuff now, you know, and that's something I'm trying to bring into South Africa now again. It's like, because you do know that the demand for that day is there. Yeah. You want to post a Christmas day. People want to post an Halloween, you know? Yeah. So I think I put out, I'd actually reached out to all my clients saying, hey, yo, dude, I'm about to hop onto this Halloween day. Yeah. Are you guys about it? Yeah. And then people then realize, um, not really and there's a few people that are like oh yes I am down to do this you know so with the canvas thing she had just said yo bro I just want to do this renaissance thing like proper if you want to do it we really got to do it you know and I guess that was the joy of Halloween like Halloween you cannot like half-hearted you have to really do it yeah so that's how that project came about and I think we really knocked that project out the park Wow, and as again, you've done a lot of projects. Which is one of your favorite projects? I mean, you've just mentioned one of them now, which we're paid for, but which is the one that stands out for you? My next one. Your next one? Yeah. <laughs> one. I really love that, man. Um, if you really had to pick one moment from your career that defined you and just defined your career in general and who you are, uh, what would it be? Um, I think realistically, I released it. I think realistically, I released it. I think what what I have taken from my journey is there's a lot of small wins that are making it seem like way bigger, you know. But I haven't really gotten like a really big win where I'm like that is a noticeable moment, and I'll cherish that, you know. And not to downplay the small moments, you know, the small moments are great. But like for me, there's certain uh, benchmarks that as soon as I can mark them off, I'd really be like, okay, I've done something, you know. Sure. But like. The billboard in Times Square is very big. Um, the Uncle Waffles uh, EP is very big. The Gabza EP is very big. Um, didn't do a lot of brand work last year. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Like, I don't really, I don't really take it as a. I think maybe also sometimes I'm always on the journey sure. that I never get to like look back. I don't even now. I haven't even gotten a chance to reflect on last year. Because like it's still happening to me, it seems like such a continuous thing 
then it's like, okay, we still have to get some aid. Like, I'm still in South Africa, so that should still tell you that I haven't moved anywhere, really, according to my standards. Sure. You know? As soon as I start tapping into Africa and I'm in Nigeria for one week and I'm in Ghana the other week, then those moments would really matter, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's actually very good. Uh, can you speak on, on the legacy or impact that you hope to live in, to leave in the industry? And this sounds like a very deep question, right? But I think it's so important for, you know, for artists to just probably look back and, like you said, and be like, hmm, what am I doing for the industry? Am I here for the cloud? Am I here for, uh, to deliver amazing work? You touched on it a bit earlier on that, you know, you want to work a little bit and touch, touch on the African side of things. So what kind of legacy or impact do you want to leave? Um, I think with me, I, I have this this principle of South Africa's first superstar photographer, right? And at first, you maybe you look at it and you see glitz and glamour and whatever, whatever. But like, I've seen musicians come up and really be the biggest in their country and like big across the world as well, like a burner boy, a whiz kid. So for me, I really would like to have that kind of legacy and impact as a photographer, where it's like, this guy is existing, we're so aware of him, we're wearing him on our t-shirts, we have his photos in our house, we see him like on magazines, like he's that guy, we're, we're really, really just about this guy's work in all aspects, yeah. to get to a point where people are writing books about you, and people are writing, writing you on songs, and you know, and for all of that, to come back and be summed up as it's possible. For whoever and however you, you, you take that, you know? Mm. This is like, oh cool, like this kid had this and he made it that. <laughs> you know? Amazing. So that, that's it. Just to be a superstar photographer. To be a superstar photographer. You already are a superstar photographer. Not, not yet. It's so building up to it. I think I'm building up to it. Today I pull up on you with like a helicopter yeah. and like I can request to go shoot in space. Yeah. Yeah, like I can't uh, wait. Like, I can't nah, you really rock it <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. I can't wait for that, man. Yeah. And and you, most of your ideas, sorry to cut you short there, most of your ideas or things that you know, even from the previous interviews, you always talk about I, and I want to say crazy, but your ideas are not crazy. It's, it's ideas that we are not accustomed to, yeah. and you always achieve them. So I think, you know, this is a testament to it too. So I'm sure you'll definitely shoot in space one day and pull up on a helicopter on me. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I, I can't remember what I said. I think the last time I said to you, like Puma and something, or as a brand I'd like to work with, so we still have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you worked with Puma before. I did another Puma now. I yeah. Puma thing now, uh, before the year ended. So yeah, I mean, I still have to get the like one. Yeah. Uh, Is that the only one that's left? No, there's a lot. A lot. You did, yeah, you did mention something. Yeah, throughout the journey, I've discovered new brands as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd like to do stuff for this brand, you know? Sure. Yeah. And can you discuss any upcoming projects that you have or adventures that you're particularly, like, excited about? Uh, shot a really big one yesterday. Okay. Depending on when this is. But there's a really big one for hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah, there's a very big project for hip-hop that's going to come out soon. Okay. Um... There's, I think, a rework campaign that I should be doing this month. There's, some, there's a project I'm supposed to do with Nasty, which I'm really, really excited for. 
I mean, you did a you did a, a nasty pro an STC project not so long ago um, uh, for the what was the album again? The man, Zulu man with so much yeah. some power. Yeah, dude, I still go back to that project. I mean, did you guys get a giraffe on there, or how does it work? Yeah, we got a giraffe, we got a lion, we got a cheetah. Like live in front of you. Live, 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 live. That is dope, bro. Yeah. So funny thing is that project was, was actually Austin's project. Yeah. So only now. Is it coming back as, oh, Nasty's now reaching out to me, you know? And it's like, oh, damn, I actually want to get to work with you. And I'm so excited. Like, yeah. it feels like we're flirting with each other. <laughs> like, we're literally like a comment, yeah. like a post, and then comment something. Now do the same. For sure. I'm, I'm in talks with him, so I'm really, like, excited for those projects. For sure, man. And you've got a lot of projects coming up. Good luck for those. I'm sure you'll do well in them. Yeah. What do you think it takes to be at the top of what you do? Consistency. Consistency. Yeah, I think consistency probably wraps it up. Consistency because it's one thing to be like to take out one door photo. It's another to take out like a hundred door photos. You know, because of everything that goes into a single photo. Like if I ever break down what goes into one photo on my end. So to do that a hundred times, for me you gotta be at the top. You gotta be at the top. Who are some of your favorite creatives that you feel are at the top? They can be international, South African. In South Africa? Yeah. Focalistic. Focal. I love focalistic. Like, I study focalistic and like beyond the music. I just study, I study focalistic's mind. I study strategy. I studied how it moves, you know. And I'm so inspired by focalistic, followed by Uncle Waffles, you know. Like, when you, when you read those kind of stories and you see stuff like that, you're like, damn, like we can really take this thing to the world. For sure. Like, those people really made me believe we could take this thing to the world every day. And I'm sure you've seen the likes of Foka from where they started, yeah. when, they, you know, when they were starting out to where they are now. And it shows you exactly that it is definitely possible. Bro, with me, I think I met Foka in 2017. I met Foka in 2017. And the craziest thing is when I met him, I was the star of the show. And then he was doing a sound production at that place. You know, so to then come back and see where he has now taken this thing, like he manifested everything that he, he has done. And some of them I've heard them, some of them he has put them on songs, some of them has put them on social media. But when you all sit there and you're like, he really told us. And for me, that's what I believe in, right? Like, I'll tell you guys, hey, yo, I'm gonna take on Africa next. So to, when people see it and you see it happen, it's crazy. Like. Uncle Waffles and Folk are like really, really top there in terms of inspiration. Shout out to them, man. And your work really reflects quite a lot of like, you can see a lot of inspiration comes from a lot of places. And de definitely, I mean, looking at how Uncle Waffles, I don't want to say blew up, but how Uncle Waffles came up into the scene and literally took over the world and is doing so amazing in so many different spaces. And so is Folker. You definitely are uh, looking in the right direction, man. Oh, brother, thank you so much for coming to the podcast. It's like been so amazing, bro. Do you have anything that you want to mention, something that you want to talk, uh, leave us with? Um, I mean, not really. Right? Not really, but like, I think it's getting to a point where a lot of people might be looking up to me and like really finding things that they really like about me. And that's pretty dope, right? But in all of that, I just would love for people to find themselves right find yourself create for yourself you know do what really pleases you because 
you have no business impressing me. You know, like I won't do anything for you in return. Unfortunately, I'm on my own journey and I'm about my own stuff, right? And for me, I just like for the industry to grow beyond the common stuff that people are comfortable with. I think we have finally got our parents to like allow us to do what we want to do. The most disappointing thing that we could do for them is not to do that. You know, like you've been given the platform, you've been given the freedom that people afford for. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of that and take that and make the best for yourself. That's it. Dope advice, man. Really love that. One more question, actually. Where do you think the South African in photography industry is sort of heading? Or, I mean, this is also a question from Twitter. I think it was Slim Girl Supreme who put this question up, and she was, you know, she's alluding to the fact that the, what do we need to sort of take out in the industry and put in? Is there anything that you sort of think that could shift the South African industry in general a bit further? We do know that we are behind in these effects, and I don't want to maybe behind is the wrong word, but we are sort of behind in some in in, in some instance, and we need to catch up. Um, I think people just really need to get to a point of actively wanting to push the envelope, you know? Like, it's cool for people to get into a space and collect as much money as they're collecting, but let's be intentional about why, why are you creating, you know? You don't have to create for the same reasons, but, like, be very intentional about what you're creating for, and that in itself will just bring out a whole different quality of what you're creating, and you, you speak to a lot more people and be a lot more impactful, you know? So, and not to like say there's something that's better than this or something that's just impacting and, and, and um, to be intentional. I think once you do that, you'll find a good route. For sure. Yeah. This has been an amazing interview, man. How can we catch up with you? I know we, I know that you don't post as much on social media. You're a bit of a mystical guy. But how do we keep up with your life? How do we book you? How do we see more of your work? Um, I'm on Instagram at jr underscore echo. Same for Twitter. And it depends. I've actually built my platform. My platforms are for different things. Instagram is really like where I'm actively living. So my story is where you'll see my day to day. My feed is my work. TikTok, I'm just showing you my friends and the stuff that we get up to with my friends. And then on Twitter, I'm hardly on Twitter, man. When I'm on Twitter, I'm just like posting photos after six weeks or whatever. But I'm hardly on Twitter. So Instagram is really where I'm at and TikTok. Alright man, we'll definitely catch you there. Is that how we can get a hold of you for bookings? Uh bookings, I would not like to say anything now because I'm changing my email address, but I'll probably just uh, update it on my Instagram once that happens. Alright, for sure. I'm sure people must just look out for your social media. Alright, thank you guys for all listening, for tuning into the episode. It's really been amazing. Make sure that you subscribe if you're listening on podcast if you're actually listening on spotify or apple podcast and make sure you follow the podcast too just to, so you can hear more inspirational conversations just like this one until the next time i am your host Cyril zuma thank you jr peace out bro Ciao, brother.